Hey guys, what's up? We're back for episode 77. Can't believe you guys have all made it this far. Um, what we're going to talk about today is what holds people back um, in business, in life, personal relationships, whatever it may be. Um, to me, I think this is pretty interesting. I think there's a lot of different avenues you can go down that that show, you know, how somebody is, you know, either fearful or um, just doesn't want to take that chance in, in so many different things. I mean, we were just talking about it off air here that Rich is scared to talk on the mic and he works in freaking audio all day long. Um, so it, it's just interesting. Um, so do you guys have any quotes that talk about what holds people back? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh Actually, both of mine are from the same person, and I I can go I can either go back to back or whatever we want to do, but they're both from uh, Kobe Bryant. So first one I have is pain doesn't tell you when you ought to stop. Pain is the little voice in your head that tries to hold you back because it knows if you continue, you will change. Um, and I love that just because like I've made some pretty significant changes in my life over the last couple of years, but it's even made me more self aware of so many more things that I could be changing and I could be getting better at. Um, so that one was really cool to me. The other Kobe one that I have is I have self-doubt. I have insecurity. I have fear of failure. I have nights when I show up at the arena and I'm like, my back hurts, my feet hurt, my knees hurt. I don't have it. I just want to chill. We all have self-doubt. You don't deny it, but you also don't capitulate to it. You embrace it. So Kobe is like one of the best people that I could think of as someone who's just gotten to the next level, put himself in those uncomfortable situations to grow. Um, and he's never been held back by shit. So um, I like those those quotes from Kobe. Yeah, so um, me, like I've never really been, like I didn't really understand everybody's obsession with Kobe just because I wasn't like a basketball fan. I started reading Tim Grover's book, Winning, um, on the plane last week. And I kind of already see why people really like love Kobe. Is like, this dude worked harder than anybody um, just to win. And it was like, I mean, like he says, like, you know, he would text Michael Jordan at three o'clock in the morning and be like, Hey, how do you play against this guy? Um, so I think that's, that, that is interesting. And there wasn't a whole lot that was holding him back. Um, so I, I think relentless is more, that shows a lot more. Have you read that book? I have not. That's another Tim Grover, right? Yeah, that's another Tim Grover, but I think it has a lot to do with Kobe, but I'm not sure. So I'd like to pick that one up and read it after just like the first, you know, three chapters I've read of winning. So what do you got, Sal? Um, one quote I thought I thought it was interesting was uh, what you risk reveals what you value. So it's just like if something's more like you take if you have an important that, that value something that you value a lot, you'll take more time into it and like have less holdbacks on it. But like if there's something that you're not really interested in, you tend to have a lot, a lot of holding something holding you back, which is like ah, I don't want to risk it. You know, I feel like. I've done that a few times with with certain situations where I'm just like, uh, I'm not fully in, invested in it where I sh I don't I want to hold back on this and I can just wait for some other time, which kind of screws me over at the end, but whatever. Yeah, it's a comfort zone. I feel like people get stuck often and they just are like, all right, cool. I'm I'm. You've probably, if you pay attention to it in conversation, you'll hear so many people say, I'm really happy with where I'm at right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with where I'm at. And like we say on the pod, like if you're not growing, you're dying. Um, and I, I don't know. I like that quote. It's a good one, Sal. Yeah, I am. I'm into that quote as well. Mine kind of, you know, follows the same lines a little bit, but almost like maybe more of like the motivation to like not hold back. And it's by Tony Robbins. The only person who is truly holding you back is you. No more excuses. It's time to change. It's time to live life at a new level. And I just thought that was interesting because 
like there is, there's so many people in the world who are just like comfortable, like they're happy with their life. They're not really striving to have anything more. Um, and there's no reason to, to do that extra 1% to be better. Um, but then there's the 1% of people who do do that extra 1% and get somewhere that's even further ahead. Um, what, how do you guys really like, there's not like, you can't like Google, like how do you define holding back? Um, if you want, I'll give you like kind of my idea of holding back. And I, I think it, my definition of, of like holding back is, is almost the fear aspect. I think there's a lot of people who they don't take that step because they're scared of like the what ifs, like what could happen or, oh, I'm not going to have this. Um, and I think people like us, everybody here has like their own story. Okay. And I heard Bedros talk about this. And it's like, everybody has a story. So my story is, is I blew my hand off and I could have sat there and felt sorry for myself that everything I ever loved doing is over with. Bobby, you were an alcoholic. You were somebody who like, you lived for the next party, basically, the next drink. You could have kept doing that. Mm -hmm. You chose not to. Um, Sal, I just met you not that long ago, but I'm sure you have a story too. Like, you know, and I think that's where people they live by the pages already written in their book as opposed to the pages that could be written. And I think, I think also society does that. Society makes it to where you, you shouldn't really, they want you to be this person who is a comfortable person who, who lives that life that most people live. Um, and the difference makers are people like us who, who take that pen and write our own pages in the book. So I thought that was interesting when, when Pedro said that and, um, that's like how I, it's all I actually all I've been thinking about today ever since I heard him say it. And I thought it was just like super interesting. And um, that's kind of how I define it is like, it's your story of like, don't hold back because of what pages have already been written. Right. And it's so cool. You see a lot of these guys like Bedros, uh, Andy Frisella that talk about the shit that they had going on in their life and Andy Frisella being super overweight and Bedros, maybe he wasn't like super overweight. He wasn't in, in great shape. And then he had that massive anxiety attack that he thought was a heart attack. And they're like, you have anxiety. And he's like, what the fuck? Anxiety yeah. did that to me? He just wasn't taking care of his his mind, right? Um, no, I I love that. I think that's a, that's a beautiful way to put that. And um, as far as just like the way that people, I don't know, the way that people think nowadays is very much so how can I make this as easy as possible for myself versus how can I grow? And I think a lot of people will, there, there might be some people that hear, like see some of the quotes on this podcast and are like, fuck you guys. I don't want to have go run my own business. It's like, yeah. but what other changes are you making in your life then? Where else are you growing? Yeah. It doesn't have to be, doesn't always have to be related to for being sure. an entrepreneur yeah. or opening up your own business. It, there's so many different ways that you can grow. And that's what I think is so interesting on, on, I think actually holding back is way more so unrelated to business. I think it has a lot to do with relationships. I think it has a lot to do with your, um, your fitness. I think it has a lot to do with your, your mindset and, you know, your mental health. And, and we were just, you know, we talked about, you know, this the other week where Sal was like, you know, Hey, you know, my parents want me to get married. You know, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's been holding off on, on getting a girl, you know, it's like, it's simple stuff like that. It's like, you know, you know, I wish I would have talked to that person at the gym or I wish I would have made a connection here or even the fact of like, I wish I would have repaired a relationship with somebody that, you know, you had a tough go with and something tragic happens and you never get to remedy that situation. So I think there's, there's so many ways that are 
not associated with business where people hold back. Yes, there are ways that um, people do in business, but I think that most of the people who are in business are kind of already have that mindset of not holding back. So I don't, I don't think it's as like obvious, I guess you would say, as like so many other real life situations. So I, as far as like whenever you were talking about, because I like the question on here, like what's your definition of this? Um, so I had a, basically a couple things. Like one thing I think about is like choose your hard, right? Communicating is hard, not communicating is hard. Choose your hard. Being being fat is hard. Being in good shape is hard. Choose your hard. Um, so choose your hard is like kind of like the um, the way that I see what is what is holding people back, right? Because no matter what, like it's going to be tough, what, whatever two opposites you put up against each other. Um, and then the other thing I wrote down too is um, th- for those people, if someone's being held back by something, their want to do nothing is higher than their want to change their life for the better or to change, change their business, change their relationship, change, insert whatever situation is going on in their life. So um, I think we're seeing that a lot right now with people like working, people leaving their jobs, not knowing what they want to do. There's people that are taking that turn and you're seeing people open up their businesses. In 2021, 4.2 million business licenses were applied for in the United States. Like that's massive, right? Then you have so many people that are stay unemployed or they're collecting, they're feeding off the government tit versus actually going out and trying to make something better for themselves. And I, what you said, I think, is is pretty amazing of 4.2 million applications. Um, I think what happened is a lot of people, COVID hit. They they worked from home. They started doing, you know, whether it was stuff, freelance work on Fiverr, Upworks, whatever. And they realized, well, this is basically my own business already. Why not just open one? And I think that that market of freelancing is is probably had to have contributed to a majority of those businesses. Um, but what do you think for people, like those people did take that choice. They they convinced themselves that they could could make that next step. How do we convince people to make the next step in whatever they're whatever is holding them back? What what advice would you give for people to to take the next step? Gosh, it's hard because I'm like, man, I've I've had hard times doing this in my own life. So like I feel like me giving advice, not that like it comes back to kind of like that imposter syndrome. Like I wrote, I have a couple things that I wrote down as far as like the imposter syndrome and things like that, where it's like, I know that I've made significant changes, but I'm still not where I want to be yet, right? Like even physically, like made a lot of changes, mentally, emotionally made a lot of changes, financially, like getting a lot better, right? Um, So as far as advice goes on that, I think it's, um, and Brad, I think you uh, mentioned it here later on the, on the, the outline. So I don't want to be too far ahead, but it's a lot of auditing, like where you're currently at in your life. And if you're not where you want to be, then you need to realize that you have to make changes. And if you do the same shit day in, day out, you're not going to get any other results. That was, that was the biggest takeaway. I think I had to kind of convince somebody is, I mean, obviously there's a, there's a big fear of failure and and that's with anything. Um, it, It happens, but with, with failure, there's growth because you tried something and it didn't work. And now you know that that didn't work. Let's try something else. Um, I think the the right thing is to to do it like a self-audit, to sit there and um, whether that's weekly, monthly, even yearly, whatever it may be, if you know there's somewhere you want to be, um, write down those things and start, start saying, what can I do to get there? And what are the things that I'm currently doing that are preventing me from getting to that place? Because 
I don't, I mean, me personally, I don't think life would be a whole lot of fun if you just did the same thing every single day for 40 years, decided to retire. And then those are the people that sit their ass on the, the lazy boy and watch the same fucking TV shows every single day until they die. Um, that's not what I'm here to do in life. So if there's any way that I could convince people to do it, um, it would be there's never a right time to do something. And the first person who actually said that to me was my wife. And it was when we were talking about having kids. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready to have kids. You know, like I got, I got all this stuff I'm doing. Um, and she's like, there's never a right time to have kids. And I'm like, well, that's not true. And then um, I started to think about it. And I'm like, there really isn't. Like you can't plan for like what it's like to have a kid. And I tell people that all the time who are married. And they're like, oh, we're just going to wait. I'm like, man, after that first kid comes out, you really like you have no clue what you're doing. They hand you this kid and they say, go home and you just got to figure it out. And to me, that was like a realization in life in general, because you're never ready for anything to ever happen to you, but you find a way to make it work. Like I wasn't ready for my hand to get blown off, but guess what? I figured it out. Like you probably weren't ready to quit drinking. No, like it, you probably want to still drink, <laughs> but like it's you had to figure that out if you wanted to be get to a new level. And another thing that I think is important, and I didn't do this literally until the podcast first originated when it was a book club, is taking time for personal development. I didn't realize how much information is out there in the world. I didn't even fucking know who Andy Frisella was when the book club started to put in idea of like what type of business, personal development stuff I knew was out there. And I kind of got bit by the bug a little bit. And I'm, I'm always reading. Lately, I haven't been finishing books, but I am reading books. And it's like Dan says, if I take a little nugget out of each single one of those, um, I'm getting something out of it. And it also motivates me because I, I, re I read these stories. I hear these stories. And it makes me want to, whether it's be that person or try and be the better, the best possible person I can be of myself. So, those would be the key takeaways I would say to like, you know, think about all those things. What can you start to do to get yourself to a new level without being totally afraid that it's going to fuck up? For sure. I love that, man. It's, uh, you had, you had a lot of awesome nuggets in there. And as far as just like what people need to do, man, they just need to, they need to either hit some sort of rock bottom or they need to audit and, and it's the inspiration versus desperation thing. It's like, do you want to make changes for the better? Or are you going to get to a point where you're like, now I have no choice, but, <laughs> but to do this. So I love that, man. Sal, you got anything? Um, for me, for me, it's like, okay, you'll take all these advice from other people. Um, but the biggest thing is like you got to mentally prepare and take action for yourself is how I see it because I'll, I'll take advice from everyone I'll take advice from you too it's just for me I got to actively do it yeah so like the self-auditing that comes first the personal development you just you just have to have that mentality to like okay you got to get up and do it because some days you just be like alright you have a hard day at work come home you don't want to do shit yeah and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that where it's just like okay you have a hard day at work or on call or something like that you just want to just relax and have peace and quiet and just have like crack open food. a bush light. Well, not you don't have to necessarily drink beer, it's just like <laughs> have like a peace and quiet where you could just have time to think for yourself, yeah, you know. And then once you have that, and then I feel like you could start doing the self auditing. That's how I see it, uh, that's how I go about it some days because some days I'll be like, okay, today was a rep day, just want some peace and quiet. I don't want like one year telling me, hey, it's time for you to get married or like, <laughs> hey, like, time to get a new job. Like, look at what your cousin's doing or like, 
stuff like that. I so. think I think people are getting really overwhelmed with a lot of things, a lot of pressure that they get put on by them, or they see like like reading a book, for example, they see it as this big thing. Like, it's like, you don't have to read the entire book today. Yeah. And that's where like 75 hard was such a impactful thing where it was just the 10 pages. So being consistent in those habits, we're taking, if it you're going to read 10 pages, it should not take you more than 10 to 15 minutes necessarily. And it's a very small part of your day. Or if it's like, Sal, like, would you have ever applied for marketing positions if you were not part of this podcast? Um, like as soon as you have, maybe. So I probably would have like prolonged it for like it kind of like kickstarted, which helped me because this is like for me is like okay, like I kind of like drag things out, and then with the help of the pockets, it's like okay, like I didn't like be on it and start applying. To and I'm not here to say like, hey, because of the podcast, we're gonna change your life, but like that's the goal with <laughs> any of this, right? Like Andy Frisell always says, I'm here to change motherfuckers' lives, and I think we'd be crazy to say that we're not trying to do the exact same thing if people if people listen to 15 minutes of our podcast and they take away a, a nugget from this and they take action on it, then fuck yeah, that's super cool. And if they don't, then that sucks. Keep listening. Maybe you'll get one on the next one. <laughs> I mean, but, also, like everyone has their own pace. They like speed, like take their own time on it. But at some point, okay, you, your time runs out. Like, yeah, you only live for so long. You don't know what's going to happen. And they, they see these big ass goals, like in the one thing where they talk about like your, your big ass goal, right? It's like, what's the one thing such that by doing it will make achieving this big ass goal easier or unnecessary and they chunk it down into some smaller pieces and then can figure out, okay, here's what I need to do on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis in order to achieve this big goal versus they see this, they see this big thing and instead of ever starting, um, the, or yeah, they never start. No. Um, so yeah, I just think there's, there's so much more to like, Whenever we live in a society of the quick hit dopamine fix, click a notification button, see that someone liked my post and expect this instant gratification, they need to realize that good things come with hard work and doing the same things consistently to get where you need to go. And you said something that kind of, I wouldn't say changed my life, but it's something I always think about. And it was in the one thing where they talk about, you know, you have this 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 big goal, right? And there's, there's been people in my life who, you know, I tell them my goals and they're like, what do you want that for? And it's like, it, it doesn't, it's not the physical item isn't necessarily I, that I want. It's just, I want to know that I got to that level. And it's like, I think there's so many people that they see those big goals, just like you said, and they're like, oh, well, there's no way I can do that. But it's just like, you choose your heart, whether you choose to be lazy or you choose to put in the work takes the same amount of time it's just whether you're sitting on your ass on the couch or you put in an extra hour of work a day um so i think you see a lot of people who they do they just want that quick hit they just want the instant gratification and i do think that holds people back a lot because they don't want to put in the extra efforts that are there to to make it and a weird thing that um i actually told myself i'm doing this after the podcast today after dinner is I feel like I'm a really good dad. I feel like I do a lot with my kids, but I, I need to spend like that extra one-on-one -on -one time with them. And tonight I'm like going home, we're gonna eat dinner and I'm gonna play a game with them. Whatever game they wanna play, I don't care. Because you know what? In five years, in 10 years, they're not gonna care two shits <laughs> if, if, if I wanna hang out with them because they're gonna be out with some friends, out partying, doing whatever they want. So it's like, I need to soak up this time that I have now. And it goes back to what Sal just said of, you only live so long and you know tomorrow is not even granted. So I don't want to live with with that regret that I didn't spend time with my kids when they were like pure and innocent. So um, 
that goes back to last week's episode on, or two weeks ago on uh, on regrets. So I just thought it kind of all tied together. Yeah, that I mean, so much of it goes hand in hand. Uh, everything that we talk about, it's all so related. And uh, just one thing that I'll mention before you move on to the what whatever the next thing is, but. Uh, I was talking with someone about the, well, I was talking with Matt. Matt called me um, and I think it was like St. Patty's Day night and he was just like, Bob, like these fucking people that I'm out talking to, like one dude, he's like literally tried to talk to me for like 10 minutes about how great dogs were and how if it was up to him, he would just have like a thousand dogs and not work anymore. And he's like, these people fucking suck, dude. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't want to go out and do this shit because, and you you think about it too, because there's different friend groups of people, right? And it's like, it's not that it's a bad thing to have different kinds of friends, friends that you shoot yeah. the shit with, friends that you bullshit about other things, but it's a lot to do with like Jason Selk's book, um, Relentless Solution Focus. You have so many people that are problem-centric thinkers. Most time, like, think about this, Sal. Think about this next time you go out with a group of people, like, and pay attention to people if they complain about their problems, oh, right? No, I, I, I've you notice that. it. I've been doing that all the time. I'm so, just, like, there's some groups where we're just like, okay. And then there's like some people where I, I see from like college, I'm just like, and that's shit. all they talk about, right? They talk about the problems that they have and things like that versus, you know, if you get us in a room together, like, will we like poke fun at little things like that? Yeah, absolutely. But, we're usually talking, and even outside of the podcast, whether we're meeting for breakfast at Breadco or this lake trip coming up in uh, in early June or whenever we were in Colorado, like we're always talking about things to get better. And it's just a matter of if you want that for yourself, then go find people that are also interested in it. And if you're wondering why you're not getting where you need to be, you need to look at the fucking people around you. Yeah, and it's not hard. It's literally not hard to find. I mean, all you have to do is come to our mastermind meeting April 13th. Um, Beautiful segue. <laughs> and April surround, 13th your, that- surround yourself with <laughs> other like-minded individuals. And, but something, you know, like you said, oh, presenting problems. Like um, the people who you're like, your friends group that are like that are always presenting problems. Um, the difference is, is they bitch about their problems. They don't find a way to fix them. Where if we're in a circle, we're in a group together, we present problems and we try and figure out how to solve them. And that's what I think is um, a big differentiator in those types of groups. And I, I'm one of those types of people that think that you should still have that group that just like doesn't give a fuck. You don't have, you can turn your brain off for a little bit. A lot of influencers out there would tell you, no, don't be around those people. But I think that's like, you have to still be like a normal human being. I mean, it's good to have the balance, you know. Like, for sure. You don't want to have like, be one-sided on completely. Like, it's good to have like a good balance on it. For sure. Circle jerks all day. <laughs> yeah. I was Audit never, in, I was never <laughs> I was in one like of those groups. Remember. Audit your circle jerks. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I don't have, I don't have a whole lot more. I did have something on here about, is there any influencers or business owners that you know who have held themselves back? Um, I, I looked into it a little bit. I don't know if you guys found anybody, but I didn't see like anybody like super mainstream. Um, I will say that I, I know just from growing up, like my dad owned his own business. Uh, so we kind of knew a lot of other people who owned businesses. And I feel like, I don't know if it's, it, it probably goes back to the comfort thing. I think there's a lot of business owners that I've, I see who could have two, three, four, five X'd, but they were comfortable. And I get that. Um, I think uh, Brad Lee talked about it a little bit, or maybe it was Grant Cardone saying like, oh, I should have hung out with uh, more billionaires instead of millionaires because millionaires don't think the way that 
that billionaires do. Um, so I think maybe that goes a little bit the same way, but I think it's just like pinch and pennies to worry about uh, about that. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't have any much else either. Uh, I did have a, a question for Rich actually. Um, and I don't think we got to talk about this on any of the podcasts, but Rich, you have a, like, is this platinum record? Tell us about this because you're tagging DJ Khaled, SZA. Is that how you say SZA? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure. Like so uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know who that is, but I don't know if that's how you say it. So yeah. I just wanted to like have a chance for Rich to like brag on himself because yeah, I, I saw that and I forgot the to shoot the shit about it. But um, tell us what that was all about, man. Uh, it was just basically so Khaled had SZA on a feature a few years ago and uh, I did some recording with her. And so that record ended up going. Actually, in August, the single we worked on went platinum. So we got we got a plaque. Yeah, pretty cool. Dude, that was fucking awesome. Because at first, when I first saw that, I swear to God, I thought that you just took a picture of something random. And it was like some other dude named Rich Harris. And I apologize <laughs> for that because I severely underestimated Rich Harris. Because yeah. And then I saw it. And then I saw it continue to get posted. And I was like, Fucking Rich has a platinum fucking record, man, that he yeah, was man. on and that's produced. Like that's bad. That is, yeah, yeah that is a well worthy flex. Yeah, it's nice though. It's it's one of those things where like that's one of those, and so like you you guys aren't like in the music industry, so maybe you see like I tell I tell you stories and stuff, and that's the same with most people. Like we guys like me like are working every day doing this stuff, and. And it's not like I expect this from people, but I had people like uh, people that I know well that comment like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know you. I thought you just kind of dabbled in that stuff. I'm like, it's literally my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) So like those something like that is really like everybody knows what that means when you got a, a, you know, a record that's made out of, you know, platinum looking record. Yeah. Everybody knows. So it's a really nice like, no, I actually like do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's really kind of like a funny thing that, in the arts, you have to justify yourself as not just being like a bum, you know? <laughs> like, I, I mean, you guys know me well enough, but y- yeah, like people don't understand that like you you literally are like, no, th- I'm a professional audio engineer. This is what I do for a living. I'm not a DJ in my parents' basement. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So that's like, that's the one thing where I'm like, okay, now I got something that's like, everybody gets it. You know? Yeah. Is that on your Hinge profile? Good God, no. <laughs> that was, I was going to ask the same thing. I was like, you know he totally updated the profile pic. With a picture of my mom in it. No. Yes, because you're, you're successful and Sensitive. you still love your mama. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is cooler than that? That's well, a freaking straight panty dropper. Yeah, yeah no, no dude, doubt. I don't know if I want that response to photos of my mother. Oh, man. Well, I think you should. but like, Maybe I will. Dude, on, on the real, like, Congrats on that. That is Thanks, that is yeah. super cool. Um, yeah. And I hope that uh, I hope that people realize now that what you do is legit and not just some <laughs> some hobby. Because I think, like you said, with the arts, there's a lot of people that do see it that way. Whether yeah. and I think you see a lot of people with like even with small businesses, right? Like, it's oh, it's just thing. this hobby that you yeah. have. It's like, no, man, this is how I'm going to make a living. I want to leave a bigger impact yeah. on this. And I you- put every hour in of every day. This is I'm building this. And yeah, 
like I'm sure that happens when you when anyone starts a business. It's like, oh, you think that's gonna? Yeah, it's yeah. the same vibe. Yeah. Dude, we have a guy mixing our shit that is fucking placing your podcast. Like this yeah. is him. This is like we are. We should probably be paying a whole lot more. We have some high, <laughs> so you're high quality to do audio, so, folks. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome to do so. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, man. Cool, dude. Well, I think that's all we got for this week, guys. As you know, like, review, share it with somebody. Let's get those download numbers up. Um, appreciate it. Um, I'm out. I'll catch you guys next week. Later. Deuces.